0: Welcome to the Review Podcast. I'm Andy Davis, and this is Episode 5 of Season 8. Now, today we're looking at one of the most fundamental questions a potential customer can ask a kitchen or bathroom retailer, which is, how much is it going to cost? More specifically, how do different retailers answer that question? How do they turn it into an effective conversation starter about price and budget? And is, well, how much have you got then, ever the right answer? Joining me to talk it all through, we have Roxanne Baker from Olympus Bathrooms in Kent and old friend of the show, Luke Wedgbury from Coville Kitchens in Leicestershire. But first... Have you got any job vacancies going at the moment? You do? Well, why not post them on our dedicated jobs page on kbbreview.com. It's just 75 quid for 30 days on the KBB industry's leading news analysis, opinion and interview site. Go to kbbreview.com forward slash jobs for all the details. Plus, of course, you can also go there if you're job hunting to see all the latest posts. That's kbbreview.com forward slash jobs. Okay, let's get down to business and talk about price, cost and client budgets. So joining me, as promised, is Roxanne Baker from Olympus Bathrooms. Hello, Roxanne. Hello. And we have the return of Luke Wedgbury from Colville Kitchens. Welcome back, Luke. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Really well. Thank you very much. So, look, let's start with the quick introductions for those that may not know you. Roxanne, tell us a little bit about Olympus Bathrooms.
1: So, based in Otford, Kent, we are a design, supply and install showroom. We have literally just yesterday got the keys to a second showroom in Essex. So, yes, expanding, upgrading and renovating for the next couple the months
0: exciting well congratulations for that and luke give us the 10 seconds on colville
2: uh, so colville kitchens is a kitchen specialist we design supply and install based in the heart of leicestershire we've got a four thousand square foot showroom which is wonderful and yeah there's about 12 staff there and we also own a kitchen house franchise and there's two sales staff over there so my job is to run the sales team i run a small team of five sales people within the business
0: Well, that brings us on to our topic. So this is really all about, I think, how you communicate cost and price when there are so many factors that make that a massively variable thing. So, Luke, let's start with you. When someone first comes into your showroom for an initial inquiry, do you like or dread getting the what does it all cost question?
2: Absolutely love it. It's the holy grail of all questions. I think that the main reason being that it slams the door wide open to that conversation about the dirty word, which is money and budget. And you're talking about it straight away, really early on in the relationship. What I particularly like about it is people, people aren't daft. People aren't stupid. They know how much kitchens and bathrooms and bedrooms cost. Even if it's just a quick Google search or a quick price calculator, we live in an internet based world. People have access to this information all the time. When we get asked that question or, or or when any of our sales guys get asked that question. What what they're really asking is, how much is a kitchen or bathroom from you? That's what they're asking. And that's why I love it, because it gives you the, the ideal opportunity to start selling your value. Because all of the, us independents, we all offer something different. We all offer something that's a, a USP. And, and, and the value we bring to the table is different to the value that somebody else brings so it's I absolutely adore the question, and I wish that everybody would walk in and ask it because it instantly strikes up that conversation about money and it lets you start selling your values right from the word
0: go. So how about you, Roxanne? If someone just starting out asks you roughly what a bathroom from Olympus might cost, do you see it as an open door to push, like Luke says, or you know is it a subject you kind of skirt around?
1: Um, no, we definitely don't skirt around it. Um, we do something which I'm not sure lots of other shows do, but we definitely do do it. So, to kind of get to the budget point, because I know some clients can be a bit vague um, about budget, we have an initial chat with them first. So, we kind of run it that an inquiry comes in, whether it be by the phone or an email, and we book an initial call with them. So, on that call, is a really good way of getting because we are the mid to high end of the bathroom world. That call basically narrows down as to whether we're suitable for them, they're suitable for us and gives a real good opportunity to talk about how much an install costs, how much a suite costs. And sometimes it's not for them and we're too expensive or they're not what we thought they were or they say, Yeah, let's go for it. Um, because I think sometimes I know Luke touched on this point that we live in an internet world and there's everything's available online. But sometimes when we've had a few customers that come in that are surprised at the cost of things, so I think having an initial chat with them helps draw the information and you know what they want out of us and what they expect from their bathroom, and that's a really good way before they even come into the showroom, of having just a general chit-chat with them and yeah. it opens the door to talking about budget.
0: I think that is one of the differences between the kitchens and bathrooms in this particular subject is that you can go into lots of places and look at a bathroom suite and it says it's 299 or whatever it is. You, know, you go into a big shed or whatever. And so there is much more published prices for what individual products might cost you in bathrooms whereas it's not the same for kitchens apart from appliances maybe so I guess that's one of the things you must get Roxanne is people saying hang on a minute I've seen a suite for 300 quid in B&Q or whatever
1: yeah (laughs) yeah
0: so Luke you love this question what is your standard response I mean how do you yeah what's your in your head your script when someone asks you how much one of your kitchens is then
2: well, there is a standard response. Yeah, they, we, I will often say to the sales team, listen, compliment the question straight away.
0: Make sure that you tell the
2: client that that's a great question. And what it gives you then is the opportunity is to dig into what they need. So we kind of almost, uh, you know... <laughs> reverse the sales angle we, we as sales designers we get kind of uh, we get stuck in the weeds of selling we're here to sell that's what we need to do we kind of get focused on that and it's almost a bit tunnel vision so if somebody is to ask that question we always compliment them and then we reverse the angle by stop selling and start fixing what they actually need us to fix because if they're coming in to purchase a bathroom or a kitchen they've made the decision to make a big purchase but between them uh, making that decision and then actually having it done and, and finished, there's lots of hurdles in the way that, that, that they're going to have problems with. So you need to dig in and to find out what, uh, what what the issues are, what the main problems they're going to come across, and be the fixer rather than being the, being the salesperson. Be the person to say, well, I can fix that problem. This is what we do here in this business. We can fix this problem and fix that problem. You need to have it designed. We can fix that. You need to have it priced. We can fix that. You need to have it installed. We can fix that problem. You need to have it commissioned. We can fix all that problem problems you need aftercare we can fix all of those problems so the it's yeah absolutely complement the question and really start to dig into to, to what the client's looking for because once you know what they're looking for they might because they might just want a supply only so then you know the, you can value engineer that or they might want the whole project seen through to the end so you can really get a start to get an idea of, of what their project their individual project is actually going to cost by asking the right questions
0: what about you roxanne do you have a sort of standard answer
1: Yes. Yeah, so, so a bit like Luke. So when we have the initial chat, we are quite straight to the point. Firstly, found out what they want. Do they want supply only? Do they want supply and install? Are they doing a contract side, like running a bigger project? Once we've established that, then we talk about the service that we offer and how we can help them. Then we kind of talk about price so our installs start around the 10,000 pound mark with that all of our team are in-house they're all PAYE no subcontracting so if there's ever any problems you only have us to come back to so the install is around about the 10k mark depending on how it can go up if it's a bigger room and then for suite wise we would say minimum is between five and six and you know you can go anywhere up to like 30 grand the world's kind of your oyster and obviously we touch on a bit like colors cost cost more finishes cost more and then generally i pause and wait and ask them if they've got any questions nine times out of ten they say yeah that sounds good to me can we book in a site visit away we go
0: right so you're straight in with some example prices then yes Yes. right okay look this is all very positive luke right but i'm going to be devil's advocate again as always that's my job I'm wondering if, if customers are naturally wary of quite vague answers of things, right? It's all in the eyebrows, isn't it? Do they think they're being sold to when, when you're turning around a perfectly reasonable question back on to them? Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, it does. It makes absolute sense. And I think, I think the, the question that we're digging into now is, is initial point of contact. You know, someone's picked up the phone and rung the showroom or someone's walked in and uh, you're having that initial chat. I think it's all about building relationships. And once you start to have that conversation with people, we have a we have very similar to what Roxanne is saying. We have a, a sales process where we do have an initial point of contact and, and that's a very lighthearted 10 minute chat within the showroom or over the phone or even over email or even over messenger these days on WhatsApp. There's lots of ways to contact us. We then book them in for an initial free of charge consultation. And that's an, that's, that's quite an official appointment. That is, you are going to come in See our sales designer at 11 o'clock on Thursday and you sit down and have a chat. And it's all about making people feel as relaxed as possible, as soon as possible. And you do that by building relationships. So, so there is, there always is that little bit of yes. When you first meet somebody in any kind of showroom, you always feel like you're going to be sold to. You walk into a car showroom and the car salesman is on you straight away. Hi, how can I help? you instantly on guard. Oh, I'm just looking. Thank you. I'm just looking. I just want to have a look at some cars. And then they're on you and they want to chat. So to overcome that, you've got to kind of, almost explain the process to them. So if, if a customer can see their journey, they won't feel pressured between each point. So we will, we will initially, when we get that first point of contact in the showroom, explain to them our process. Okay, great. You're in the showroom. You've met us. Bit of a handshaky moment. You like our products. You like us. If you want to move things forward, here's how it works. There's a consultation. There's a design survey. There's a presentation. There's all these bits and pieces. And it's even drew on our wall in our main showroom in Colville, the, the, the journey, the customer journey. And once people see it, and understand it, they then uh, relax. And, when, and guess what? When they relax, they drop their guard. And guess what? When they drop their guard, they start to talk about open budgets and, and what they expected to spend and what they might be pushed to. So it's all about transparency, I think. I think it's about explaining to them what the process is within your business. Because everyone's got separate processes. But once you explain, people, in my experience, history tells me people uh, tend to start to relax then.
0: It's funny you say about cars because cars mattresses and sofas are the three worst retail experiences in the world right (laughs) awful and 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 this is i suppose this is what puts people on the back foot a little bit isn't it roxanne is there a danger of putting potential customers off by coming across as salesy it's very crude saying it right but if the answer to how much is that is well how much have you got i can see how much that would put customers on the back foot and you have to you have to kind of wind them back in again
1: Yeah but on the flip side of that I think honesty is the best policy and if you have an initial chat with them on the phone then you aren't wasting any customers time and you yourself are not wasting any time by finding out if they're the right fit for you and we're the right fit for them and I think if you're honest then it definitely weedles out and this this is this isn't something that we've always done this initial chat we've probably implemented the past year or so and it definitely helps wheedle out time wasters
0: do you mean time wasters or people who have just completely underestimated how much a bathroom costs
1: no no not completely underestimated because we try to cater to all budgets but time wasters is in they're just going to look around the showroom take a few right. pictures of things and then go and buy everything online <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> so, look, Luke. You obviously want to talk about money earlier on. Roxanne brings the numbers up straight away. What are the pros and cons about about getting money in straight away by by starting off with that conversation? Because there must be cons to that as well.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think
0: the I think the pros are.
2: is it, exactly what Roxanne and you just touched on. Is, is getting rid of the tire kickers, getting rid of the time wasters. Because listen, this industry is full of them. Unfortunately, we we are retailers. And if you're in if you're in retail, then you are open to the world. And both of the stores that we own are high street retail outlets. So we do get a lot of people in asking silly questions. Uh, and, it's, and it's what it is. You know, you just got to cope with it. That's exactly what, you, what you've got to come up against. Oh,
0: like what? you got to say you've got to say like what now?
2: Well, I mean, somebody come in and say, you know, somebody will just walk in off the street and say, "How much is that sink and tap?" And we, well, okay, we, we, we don't sell just sinks and taps. Yeah, but how much is it if I was going to buy it from you? Well, we don't. That's still, kind of not what we do. Yeah, well, can't you give me a price? But well, not really, not exactly. No. Do you want to fit it? Yeah, you yeah. know, all kinds of daft questions, and we have to deal with them. And so there are, yeah, there, there are time wasters. And I think uh, I think getting to the bottom of, of where people are at in regards to monetary value, i.e. budget, early doors, is, is only a positive. And, and talking about it up front is only a positive. Because do you know what? We have customers that come into us that say they've got £10,000 to spend. And in their world and in their life, £10,000 is, is, is a huge amount of money. For all I know, they could have been saving £1,000 a year. To, to To get ten thousand pound in the bank enough to go and, and buy a kitchen. Now, could they? Would a ten thousand pound budget? Would, you know, would we be able to provide what they want for ten thousand pound? Probably not. So it's good to kind of dig into to a how much they've got, and then b what do they want out of that. I, I don't see many negatives from talking about money early on, as long as you uh, you back it up with the, with the need to talk about money. So for example, you can stand at one display and say, right, okay, if you've got a 10,000 pound budget, if you look at this display here, yes, you could get a kitchen for 10,000 pound of this size, but it wouldn't have these quartz workshops and it wouldn't have these Miele appliances and it wouldn't have this elica hob. It would be very different. And that's straight away. That's literally within five minutes. Start talking about it straight away. If you're in the showroom, you're stood at a bathroom or you stood at a kitchen, Ask the question, do you like this kitchen? And they'll say, well, yeah, I quite like that. It's similar to my size. OK, well, you know, this kitchen, if you were to purchase it now and have it fitted, would be around about £25,000 with all the bells and whistles. Is that where you're at? And they'll either just go, actually, yeah, it is where we're at. Or they'll go, well, no, 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 it's no, we're nowhere near that. Well, OK, let's start talking about something else, some different materials and some different products. I don't see many negatives other than there are a certain amount of people who just
0: do not want to talk about money, full stop. And they are very annoying. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but I can sort of see, that, again, the devil's advocate in me. I can sort of see the point of view where if you're wary of being sold to the moment you say, I've got 20 grand, then lo and behold, that's miraculously going to be. The exact price you come back with for for whatever it is you're trying to you're trying to sell them does that make sense? Yeah,
2: it does absolutely. But you have to be able to materialise it with something. You have to be able to put something against the twenty five. People
1: grand. want a comparison as well, definitely.
2: Yeah, and 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 the fact that Roxanne and I have to have showrooms to show somebody. If I, I would I would I avoid these conversations like the plague over the phone like the plague i will not talk about budget and money over the phone because i don't think you, you have nothing to compare it to in a showroom you can point at something and you can stand and see you know, roxanne could, could point at a bath and say do you like that bath i love that bath how much is that bath? Well, that bath's four thousand pound oh well that's way over my budget well okay I can get you a bath that looks like that for around about £2,000. It's not as good a quality. You won't get a 10-year guarantee. You get a five-year, et cetera, et cetera. How does that sound kind of thing? They're the conversations I, I love to have in showrooms because you can point at something and show them what they're getting for the money as opposed to it's a bit fluffy over the phone.
0: Let's talk about pricing in the showroom then, Roxanne, because Luke's talked about it there. Someone comes in, points at a tap and says, how much is that? I'm sure you get that too. Yeah. Do, do you have any pricing on display in your showroom At all? Do you have any tags on anything?
1: Nothing. And it's always been that way.
0: And I assume you're the same, Luke, aren't you? Absolutely nothing. I'm trying to think now of any showrooms I've ever been in that aren't Bath Store or Wren or whatever (laughs) that that, that have prices on (laughs) things. So how do you, you touched on a bit there, Roxanne, but how do you communicate Cost two people when they ask. Do that. You know If somebody points at that bath, that looks the sense says, "How much is this?" Do you tell them, or do you go, "It's about that," or we'll have to make we can come to an agreement. What What do you say? Yeah,
1: I would say um, it's around about the blah blah mark, like the two thousand pound mark or the three thousand pound mark or whatever, and then you kind of gauge their reaction. I think most people coming in have an idea of what they want to spend. And even like Luke said, some people don't want to give away their budget. But then that leads to so much, that can lead to time wasting as well because you could price up like four rooms and you think, okay, well, they've they've liked all of this and blah, blah, blah. So I've done it how they want it. Then they come back and say, well, no, I can't afford that. That's like five grand out of my budget. So it, I do think there is a definite important element to being honest and being upfront with pricing and things because Otherwise, how much time can you waste if you're not on some, you're not on track with someone's budget? But yeah, going back to products in the showroom, we've never had any price tags on anything. Two reasons I think prices are changing all the time. How many price increases do we get notified about probably weekly? <laughs> um, and secondly, I think if people ask, it opens up the conversation to talk about where are they in their project? Are they at the start? Are they literally need to order the suite now? What are they looking for? Do they need install? Do they need supply only? I think people asking questions about products opens up the doors to um, having a wider conversation about what they want out of our showroom.
2: I think that having prices on individual items... In an independent retail showroom in the KBB sector, completely undermines and wipes away the value you bring to the table. Agreed. And and, and here's why: if you go into a Bath Store or a Ren, and you can see prices everywhere, it feels like a bloody supermarket. It feels like you're walking into somewhere (laughs) and you're picking stuff off the shelf, and you don't really get a customer service, and you don't really get much of a a relationship-building exercise. But If somebody is purchasing from an independent retailer, A, they want value for money, but but B, actually, what they really want is they really want to be looked after. They're in your showroom for a reason. And if they see prices on things, it feels like a bit of a, you know, a bit of a kind of, oh, you know, this is the price of that. You can pick that up, put it in your trolley and walk away, no questions asked. Whereas we offer in all independents, or, or I speak broadly, you know, I would like to think that most independents offer a really, not only a bespoke design service, but a bespoke customer journey, a bespoke service that we we dig into and say, well, your bathroom or your kitchen is completely unique to you there is nothing off the shelf that we can just pick up and build we're going to build this a bespoke package and make you feel special it's all about making them feel like they're the they're the king and queen of the showroom and uh, and, and make them feel as special as possible and i don't think you can do that if you've got prices over everything
0: okay right so devil's advocate again i guess all that but surely having some kind of indication a benchmark of price would help you with the tire kickers Like if someone's just wandered into your showroom without any sort of idea, they're having a look around, and there was a a price on the room set, for example, you could get this entire kitchen for this, they would instantly be able to benchmark it in their own head of whether that was in their ballpark or not. Yeah, I completely agree.
2: But to play devil's advocate against that
0: you can't devil's advocate the devil's advocate yes, Lucas because we need to
2: it's our job to build relationships and I know I keep banging this drum but it's so important from a sales perspective people by people yeah if somebody comes into the showroom and sees a a kitchen set uh, for 15,000 pounds and they say oh yeah i can afford that that's quite nice but then they keep on browsing and they keep on browsing and eventually they walk out the showroom well That's no good to me, but I do not spend thousands of pounds on my showroom to let people come in, have a look at the price and then walk away. I want uh, my design consultants and salespeople to instantly start building relationships with these people, and I want them to ask the clients. So I want my salespeople to say to a client, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, off the street when they walk in, oh, how much would you expect something like this to cost? Rather than it being the other way around, rather than Mr. and Mrs. Smith say, well, how much would this cost? I want my sales guys to say, well, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, how much do you think something like this would cost? And then they, they will go, well, I don't know, 10, 15, 20. Well, great. OK, something like this would cost. And then you can start talking about it and you're instantly building a relationship. And if the cost is 20 and their budget is 20, I guarantee you they're not going to walk away. They're going to go, OK, great. I've met you. You you seem lovely. Can we book in for a consultation? This is within within our budget. So, you know, having having pricing on things can lead to people walking away quite easily because they, they look at that. Oh, I know how much that's cost. That's great. Yeah, we can afford it. No, we can't afford it. We're going to go walk away and keep on browsing. Having no pricing on anything means they have to ask questions and ask. And, and by asking those questions is, is how you uh, generate the leads.
1: And people, and I don't know if you you both have ever done this, but you are more likely to buy something if you like the person that you're buying from. If you make that connection, like Luke's saying, and you build a relationship with that person, you want to buy the product. I bought my sofa off of a lovely girl down at a lovely lady down at DFS and I thought and I and oh, I have also from experience not bought something because I don't like the person. Especially like car salesmen, if you don't click with that person and you don't make that connection and build the relationship, you are in danger of losing the sale. So I think going back to Luke's point, it is incredibly important to build customer relations and not having price tags on things is a really good way to do that.
0: Well, look, Roxanne, if you had uh, a sales experience like that at DFS, I suggest you give that person a job.
1: (laughs) Um, I actually did offer her a job. (laughs) Yeah, I
0: was thinking the same. I bought a mattress once. I'm not going to name the store, but on the pearly way in Croydon. And we were stood there looking at it, as you just do, you're looking at a mattress. And the guy walks up and literally the first words out of his mouth were, I'm sure I could ask my boss and get 25% off that.
1: Oh. Yeah. It was the first thing he said. That's distasteful.
0: (laughs) Okay, so you have room sets, and you might be able to talk through roughly what a room set might cost with people. Do you have? Do you have any other sort of assets that you use? Do you, for example, get pictures out of real kitchens or real bathrooms that you've done and talk through how much that costs? Do you, you know, do you have case studies? I guess.
1: Yes. So we have some on our website, and we also our sales guys have iPads where they have downloaded projects where we can show them because lots of the displays in our showroom are then put into installs lots of people come in and say I want it to look exactly like that so we kind of bring up the iPad and show the projects and then again this leads on to another price so we can say well that roughly costs blah if you want it like that and yeah the case studies are really important I also use obviously Instagram as a really good tool to showcase things and customers often come in and say oh I love that picture you put up yesterday I want that shower valve or I want my niche to look like that like so it's Definitely pictures are really, really important. Definitely in, you know, the bathroom and kitchen world.
0: What do you think? Do you do you use
2: case studies to illustrate cost? We do. We do something quite similar. Obviously, lots of case studies online, lots of projects on our website, which also give a budget as well. So, yeah, this is a great case study, and this is and it costs, you know, 30, 40, whatever the cost was. But what we do in house is we actually show somebody a project design agreement, which is a fancy word for a quote, but we don't do quotes, you know, because everybody else does quotes and we need to be different. So we do something called a project design agreement and, and we show it to the we show it to the clients. We show them and so say, Well, We'll have a bank of uh, kind of maybe maybe five or six in the office. Uh, and if somebody comes in, they're talking about a particular project, we, we will say, right, okay, give me two seconds. I'm just going to grab something I worked on recently. And they'll go into the office and grab a project design agreement that we did for Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Their details are obviously blanked out. And, they, and we showed them, look, this is, this is what we sold recently. And you get the wonderful presentation pack. You get the quotation. You get all the CAD images and the plans. And people go, oh, wow, great. Yeah, that is similar to my kitchen. You go, yeah, it is very similar to yours. It's a U-shape you <laughs> True handle this German kitchen and it this it cost Mr. and Mrs. Smith thirty five thousand pounds. Is that what you were thinking? And they go, well, actually, yeah, it was, yeah, wonderful. So and they also get a little taste then. It's a nice little tip for anybody listening. They get a little taste of what they're going to get if they get a quotation or, or 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 go down the line with us. So at the end of the quotation, by the time we finish this protest, whether you order with us or not, you're gonna get this. You're gonna get this pack, you have all these images, you're gonna have a plan, you're gonna have a quote, and you'll be able to walk away with that. So it's another, it's another little kind of sales trick actually to kind of go to people listen if this is the kind of project you want us to do look how capable
0: we are of doing and if you uh, want to have a quotation from us this is what you'll get it's that difference isn't it between direct quote and a mental benchmark isn't it i think that's part of what this whole conversation is about both you and the client starting off in a general conversation and reaching a point of specifics i think that's a big part of this
2: I couldn't agree more, and I think it's that kind of no man's land, isn't it? You've got to have the confidence, actually, because you'd be surprised how many designs, design consultants, and salespeople that we've had working for us and have really have a, a you know a mental block when it comes to talking about price and money early on. Yeah, I whereas agree. for me, I always see it as a. It's such a beneficial thing to the clients. And, and when you deliver it with confidence and deliver it that it's of benefit to you, i.e. the clients, to talk about this, then, then it's uh, it, it, you get across that no man's land quite quickly.
0: I mean, we're talking about communication of price and cost here, but you know there is a cost of living crisis going on at the moment. I, I dispute the word crisis sometimes with some people. But do you think the consumer is more conscious of price at the moment? Are they asking more questions than you would expect, Roxanne?
1: To be completely honest with you, we are located in quite an affluent area and I, don't get me wrong, people do have a budget that they want to stick to, but in the same breath, it doesn't. We don't seem to be having a cost of living crisis around here.
0: <laughs> well, no, I guess it's more of a value, a consciousness of value for money, isn't it? They are conscious of what things cost and the, and how much things have increased in cost, no matter how much money you have in your pocket. But people still want value. For yeah, money. they still
1: want to stick to. Um, they still want to stick to a budget, and even with a really healthy budget, they've still got the parameters of it. But I think with us, they get the value. For money, it's all in-house fitters. It's us, it's myself and my husband's run business. And it's the family approach, the friendly, the personable. Like I we was saying before, people buying people and not necessarily... Like, people don't know that, you know, the average Joe Bloggs that walks on the street, they don't know who Dan Sani is. They don't know who... Um, well, some of them, know who Grow is, but lots of them don't know what Axor is. And people are buying you, selling it to them. Um, to fit their brief. And like Luke said, understanding the price and conveying that across is important. And, you know, if people see the value in something, and particularly some manufacturers are offering amazing guarantees, even on finishes nowadays, um, people realize that. And if they think they're getting a good, well-rounded service from us, they are happy to go ahead.
0: What do you think, Luke? Is value for money more of an issue at the moment? Are people asking more questions about cost? Uh, I think
2: we live in a. I think we live in a post-COVID world where our sector is flooded with lots of options. If you want to purchase a kitchen and bathroom these days, you have lots and lots of options. Uh, there has been let's let's be honest, we've been very lucky over the past kind of four or five years. Uh, COVID has been awful for lots of sectors but for our sector it's it, we've seen a boom we are seeing a leveling out now uh, we are seeing it coming back down to what i would say pre covid levels of of some kind of normality and i do believe that people are i wouldn't say i wouldn't say that our target market like like uh, Roxanne has alluded to i wouldn't say that our target market are feeling the pinch but what i would say is they are more likely to uh, maybe just get another price comparison or maybe just have a look somewhere else rather than just going to one place and placing the order which which you know i would i would estimate and we look at these figures quite a lot 30% of our clients that place an order with us uh, have just come to us but that leaves a big 70% of people who are shopping around. And I think my point is, when you sit down on the sofa at night and you are having a chat with your partner, or if you're on your own and you say, Listen, let's purchase a kitchen, or let's purchase a bathroom, or a bedroom, or whatever it is in our sector. As soon as you start searching online, because a lot of us have done extremely well, we have a lot of money to spend on our marketing. And if somebody searches for luxury kitchens in Leicestershire, they're going to get an advert from me. I know they are, because that's how we've built it. But they're also going to get adverts from other people as well. So, you know, we, we live in this world which is flooded with lots of options. So I think pricing, Is important. I think you have to be. You you have to sell your value and show, sell your unique selling points. But well, you have to be in the same market as as other people within your where you sit on that pyramid, whether it's in the middle or at the top. You have to be there and you have to be aware of it as well. And then be and be wary that people are, of course, potentially gonna look elsewhere. And you have to make sure that your pricing is where you want it to be ultimately. You know, where your profit margins need to be, where your gross needs to be, as long as it's there and you're comfortable, great, that's fine. But you do have to keep an eye on it.
0: Right. So we're gonna conclude now with the most important question is the one reason everyone tunes in to find this bit out from people. We've been doing it for a few episodes now. Okay, so Luke, we'll start with you as our old hand. What is your baked potato filling of choice?
2: Oh, wowes.
0: <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> uh, right, okay, well, it's got to be... Uh, it's, it's, it's the hardest question I ask, is, I know. It
2: is, I'm, I'm just... I'm just
1: it's, I wasn't prepared for this one.
2: Well, uh, well I hope I beat you too, because I'd be gutted if you stole my answer. So I'm going to go for, it's got to be tuna mayo.
1: Oh my God, I was actually going to say that. No, I'm
2: glad he asked me first because tuna mayo (laughs) is the
0: king of all topics.
1: Now I just look like a copycat.
0: (laughs) So are you going tuna mayo as well, Roxanne?
1: Well,
0: that was going to be my preference. <laughs> that's fine. If that's your, your filling of choice. It's interesting because I would have gone, you know, the cheesy beans option seems to be getting outnumbered by the tuna at the moment. So it's quite interesting in the in the grand Premier League of uh, baked potatoes. <laughs> that's really interesting. Now, to to, the, the thing for you two now is you've got to imagine you've got into a cafe to get that baked potato, right? You've walked up to the counter and said, how much for a baked potato? And they say, well, you know what, if you could let me know how much you'd like to spend on a baked potato, <laughs> <laughs> I can let you know all the fillings that may be available do you know to you. How would you, f- how would you feel about that?
2: Because they'd have to then give me some options. What kind of potato would you like, sir? How long would you want to cook? Where do you get <laughs> the cheese from? And then, and then they can upsell me, and I might spend 50 pence more on some posh tuna. Yeah, you never know. do you want
1: butter on it? <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, look, Lou, Roxanne, thank you so much for your time. It's such an interesting peek-behind-the-curtain stuff, this. It's always fascinating to find out how retailers deal with this kind of thing. So thank you again, and we'll speak soon. Thank you for
1: having me.
0: Pleasure. speak to you soon. That was Roxanne Baker and Luke Wedgbury. Huge thanks to them for that. I think this is one of those things that all retailers have to have an answer for, but everyone probably handles it in a slightly different way. So it's always useful to see what other companies are doing and compare what you do with others. Don't forget that if you're job hunting or hiring, you can use kbbreview.com forward slash jobs. It's just 75 quid to post your vacancy for 30 days. And of course, anyone can browse all the available jobs for free. So that's kbbreview.com forward slash jobs. See you next time.